Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Sub Den, a Detroit Lions fan podcast. We are here for podcast number 15 and week seven, Lions versus Ram game recap. To my members of the coalition, Sub Den. Sub Den. Yes, uh, we are here um, to discuss the, you know, the, a game that, you know, started out promising for the Detroit Lions, you know, you know, jumping out to a double digit lead, but, you know, ultimately falling 28 to 19 and ultimately 0-7 for the year. So the Detroit Lions lose again. Um, today we're going to talk about the game. We're going to talk a little bit about our offense, our defense, uh, week eight preview um, against the Philadelphia Eagles, and we're going to discuss uh, fantasy football at the end. So story of the game. Um, Chris, something. What's the story of the game for you? Uh, the story of the game is we put up a fight. I mean, you know, we were pulling out all the stops, um, you know, doing all the trick plays to, to you know, get us in the game and, and, and hopefully win it for us. I mean, but o- overall, I guess the story of the game for me personally was that the our team put up a fight against a Super Bowl contender. Right. Yeah. Against the uh, was it the, the Bengals? We just got demolished. And I was a little bit up. I was a little bit upset, you know, uh, by, by what happened there. But I saw the the, the Lions of, of uh, you know, coming out and, and fighting and, you know, uh, turning those trick plays, um, you know, in, yeah. into gains. Um, I like to see a scrapping. I know, you know, we we still don't have a lot of pieces, um, but it, it shows, you know, the coaching. It shows that that our our players are playing for each other and 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 for the coaches. I know we don't have a lot to play for right now, being uh, Owen. What is it? Owen six. Owen seven. Owen seven. You know, um, we don't have a, a lot to play for, but um, they're, they're scrapping, and I hope. You know, as we begin to to build over the years, um, you know, in in the draft, we got two two first rounders that you know we keep those these scrappers and and add on to it some elite players and, and become contenders. But that's the number one thing, man. We we just I saw, I saw the fight back in us. Yep. What's up, Dan Loso? What's up, Dan? Well, my analysis of the game was uh, they have pride still. They, have, they don't give up, like Christopher mentioned. It uh, shows the coach has cojones. Uh, and the team is actually playing for the coach still because any other team would have given up. So I like the fact um, we had the trick plays. We stayed in the game. They played their hearts out. And that shows a lot of character within the group. And it shows that uh, – they're buying into what the coaches is, is uh, you know, selling. So it's going to take time. And uh, right now, like Chris, Christopher mentioned, we're 0-7. And it's going to take some time to, you know, build on top of those character players that want to be there and get rid of the people that don't. So um, they show up every week. If they keep doing this, we're bound to win one or two. So we'll see. All right. So it's all about pride right now. 
Yes, sir. I mean, I, I kind of echo both of what you guys were saying about the story of the game. And, you know, we came out fighting. We showed pride. Um, you know, but ultimately, you know, we were just, you know, hit with the, you know, kind of same things that's been hindering us all, all season. You know, we can just kind of go into that and go into our offense. Um, so uh, the Detroit offense, you know, our leader, Jared Goff, you know, you know, he, he, he completed 22 of 36 passes for 268 and one touchdown, two interceptions. And, you know, just the interceptions come at the wrong time. Um, you know, so, I mean, that's kind of, he, he, so, he, you know, I, I know you guys are not fans of, of golf, but he showed some fight that, that game. I, I, I give him his props. You know, he, I mean, we did, we didn't win, but, um, he showed up, you know, it, it wasn't the, the best performance, but, you know, he didn't, he didn't go out there and just, you know, uh, just a bit like he did the week before. Exactly. Took the words out of my mouth. Yeah. There you go. Uh, but yeah, you know, the offense, the offense, uh, you know, they, they I mean they look they looked they look better. You know, they, they went out and scored, you know, touchdowns. Um Caveman Raidman had a day. Dude. Caveman. DeAndre Swift was balling. You know, he oh, had a, a long, like, I think a 40-something yard pass. Jamal Williams, you know, he, he had his fair share. Wow. Um, and then, you know, just uh, nothing really from Amon Rossi Brown. But uh, what what you think about Detroit's pass catchers this game, Loso? Um, I, well, most of the pass catchers. Uh, what was it? Rayman. Caveman. Had a game. Yeah, Caveman. Um, uh, to tell you the truth, I, the pass catchers seen a lot of just the screens were more or less to the running backs. Swift was a big factor in that. Um, there was a few other catches, but I don't recall too many besides just uh, Rayman and uh, Swift. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah. It all boils down to the guy who's delivering the ball. And when you throw, throw up that duck. They don't get there on time. It's it's just it just you know he, he, he got I have concerns with it. So <laughs> when when you can deliver the ball in a, in a timely manner, but besides that, I mean uh, Swift did his thing. Um, Hawk was in and out. So I mean overall. The pass catchers did well, I, I suppose. I mean, we were in the game, so can't, can't complain too much. There we go. There we go. I, yeah, I kind of, I, I kind of feel like that. Um, you know, Anthony Lynn needs to try to move Hawkinson around into different positions to get better matchups, and not always line him up as a, a tight end. I mean, I mean, he is a tight end, but on the line, um, you see, he, he's, you know, he's a uh, liability there because he, he's getting a lot of holding calls on him. Um, so, I mean, if we can move him out to like a receiver, like they do, like a Darren Waller, that'd probably give him a better matchup so we can get him the ball. Um, the guy's a beast, but you know, we, we got to get him the ball. Um, caveman, Rayman, he's, you know, he's, he's killing it because he is the one that, you know, he's getting open and, and golf is trusting him. So that's, that, that's a good thing. And then, you know, DeAndre Swift, what can I say? 
This dude's the number two uh, running back in fantasy football right now. He yeah, is just he's killing it. He's um, a Jamal, Jamal Williams is, is a good uh, a one-two punch. The dude is, you know, every time he gets the ball, he's like getting five yards, and he's running with passion. Um, he's running yeah. with, with a purpose. So yeah. I love that out of him, and and I love the fact that he's not complaining that, you know, Swift is getting the ball more than him. He's a team player, and he knows he's going to get his shot in his time. So that's yeah. my take on the offense. What about you, Chris? Well, I just have a question for you guys. Um, uh, going back to your question, Pete, about, you know, uh, what Carlito um, thought about the, uh, the wide receiver group. Um, yeah. What do you guys take after seven games? Where you guys take on Amon Ross St. Brown? I know all of us were pretty high on him, um, but you know what is what is your your take on on him and uh, and his performance over the last seven games? I, not, not too much film on him. I think. I think. Go ahead, Papito. I would say not too many plays to examine. I mean, this. I, I mean, they got they got to target him more. Um, and but you know, in the the plays that I've seen, I mean, he he's out there competing for the ball, but I mean, it's, it's nothing impressive. I think they just gotta you know, you know, try to give him the ball more so we can see more. So I'm I'm still indifferent on him. Um, I, I still think it was a solid pick. We needed that. I yeah. like his you know his personality, his his mind frame. And I like his, you know, his effort out there. Cause you see, he's out there. He's, you know, he's out there running routes. He ain't just out there loafing around. So I just think it needs yeah. a little more time. What about you, Loso? <laughs> I think uh, the correlation of our quarterback to, to his stats, St. Brown's stats, has a. I think it's due to him. I'll tell you the truth. I mean, I mean, Rayman is doing his thing. I think because of his speed, but he yeah. isn't. Um, I think Brown needs somebody that could actually, I don't know, deliver the ball. Because St. Brown isn't the quickest, but you need that that uh, that passer that can actually gun it to you. You know, in those spots where where St. Brown is on his break and get it to him on time and and I think it's just they're out of sync. And I, I, I just I don't believe that in the long run, I mean golf is, you know, he's good, but he kind of reminds me of uh the old Bears quarterback. Um gosh, what's his name? Cutler. He retired. What was that? Cutler, yeah. Cutler. Good arm. Well Cutler had a good arm. But it, it just, for some reason, it, it you just don't, don't have that, that confidence in him. And I, and I don't. I think his performance is affecting everything else on offense when he can't get past 20 yards. And I think that's why he's out of St. Louis. So that's my oh, take. That's all right. It. Well, this performance is direct correlation to uh, – uh, Goff's performance, basically, for for St. Brown. That's what I wanted to say. So, yeah. <laughs> There's our take on St. Brown. 
Let's get into this. Let's get into this defense because I, I got something that I really like from our from our. Oh no, sorry, not not the defense. I mean, since we're in the in the offense, can I say something really quick about our offense? Yeah, before we get to the defense. before we get to the defense, my bad. Um, uh, Penay Sewell and and, and and Aaron Donald, love Ugh. that. I love that. That oh, guy. Little oh, I loved yeah. his play against Aaron Donald. He's like, "Yo, we here." You know what I mean? And and that's what you know. Yeah, you know the the, the Rams won. Yeah, whatever, whatever. But for our rookie twenty year old dude to say, "Hey, I'm here, baby," yeah. love seeing that. That that's the that is our identity. Moving forward, that's the identity that that Campbell wants to bring to the Lions. Like like you were saying, Carlos, like when when people come play us in Detroit, they're gonna really see, you know, the black and blue. They're not gonna like coming to play us because we're scrapping. You know what I'm saying? We're hurting folks. You know, um, I I really really like to see that. Especially you know we got we got our young guy. We got one of the Probably, let's just say the best defender in the National Football League, Aaron Donald, and him stepping right up, subbed in. You know what I mean? That's what I like to see from from our offense. And we, you know, you guys can chime in on that, and you know, we can move on. But I love that from Penne. That was a highlight in itself, just the way he stood there and and, uh, let him know I'm here at 20 years old, going against a veteran. That didn't do much, a whole lot. And I think uh, Panay was handling the DN. I think Aaron Donald's more in the, in the inside. Who, who's the uh, guard that plays? Uh, I guess he's from Ohio State. It's his second year. Jackson? Um, Jackson. Yeah. He was he was holding it down, too. Yeah. I gave him proper due because he was – Aaron Donald didn't do a whole – I mean, honestly, the D, D-line didn't do a whole lot. Yep. That's a, that's a credit to those two guys. They're all young. You got Panay, Jackson, and even the center. Yeah, hey, the rookie Nelson. Absolutely, and don't don't forget to credit our coaching. You know, they yeah. game they game plan for that, and we know what we got. We don't have we didn't have we don't have all our starters on, on our O line. You know, we're, we're missing Frag uh, uh, Frank Ragnow. Um, Ragnow. Uh, um, and then uh, we're, we're missing um, uh, this guy from Decker. Ohio State too, uh, Decker. We're Decker. missing Decker. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So they had to shuffle things and game plan. So that that's a credit, and and it, and it and it's showing you know from our players and our coaches for sure. Right. Exactly. Exactly, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So let's go ahead and just move on to our defense and. Uh, so, no, straight up, though, our defense plays solid the whole game, but, you know, big plays continue to kill us. Um, Cooper Cup caught 10 passes for 156 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, we didn't have not too much pressure on Matt Stafford, only one sack. Uh, he ended up completing 28 passes um, for 334 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, our secondary problems uh, still persist uh, with the busted coverages, and uh, you know, giving the giving up the big plays on third downs. I mean, that is just like 
just killing us all year. But uh, there are bright fronts on this defense. And, I mean, first we just got to just give all praise to uh, our, our defensive coordinator, Eric Glenn, for getting these guys to play better each and every week. Um, for the for the the talent he has on that defense, what he's been able to do against these top offenses we have been contending with has been you know impeccable. Um, linebackers um, Anzalone, Reese Mayfin, and even Barnes have been stepping up recently, uh, playing really well. Um, Tracy Walker is is really stepped it up. Um, Josh Jacobs uh, was the the, the, the rookie. Um, and Okora with the sack, come on, he's getting it in. Our defense is getting better. Um, I, I believe it's going to continue that way. Um, something. What's y'all take on that? I just want to be. I, I'll let I'll let Carlos take this, but before he does, I just want to bring up one of the uh, biggest plays of the game for me. Okay, uh, was was brought by Angeloni, and it was it was on the drive. Um, uh, for our defense before uh, Goff threw the interception, before that drive. It was that drive. He he stopped the – it was either a third down or I think it was the fourth. They were going for it on fourth down. Um, yeah. And and you can if, – if you watch the play, Anzalone was right before the snap. He, he saw something and he was calling it out, got back in his stance, right, they called the play. They tried to run it, smashed the running back, and pushed him yeah. back. Yeah, dude. Push him. Lost about a yard, yard and a half. And he ended. He didn't end up. They, the Rams didn't end up um, uh, getting the first down, and that got the ball to us. But that right there was, to me, the defensive play of, of the game. It showed. I give. I mean, Anzalone. Um, has been showing up more and more as as the games go on, and uh, he's definitely earning the respect of the Detroit Lions fans. And that was my favorite defensive play of the game. And of the subject crew, because I know we were we kind we all were kind of down on him after week one. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, but he, that man's been showing up, so I give it to him as well. Something, Los What's up, then, man? You got to give credit to the coordinator for sure to do it with a lot of rookies. I mean, you have, I think, said Tracy Walker. He's not a rookie, but he's been stepping up big time. Anzalone, another. Reese Mabin, I think, is maybe a third year yeah. uh, player. You have said Jacobs stepping yeah. up. You got Parker, rookie that started from the very first game, rookie. Yep. You know, coming in coming in and sealing the, the, the corner, you know, to, to stop the runner back from coming out around the, the, the end. But overall, even the D-line impressed me was uh, McNeil and I believe, oh, God, what's the other D-line? Oh, Brock, oh, Brockers. No, there's Brockers, but the other rookie that came Blue, out with. On the rookie. Yeah, he came in with a big play, too. Um, he actually helped out on that drive where they went for it on fourth. I think he ended up grabbing him, from, you know, penetrated, got lower. Him and McNeil got lower than, than the uh, offensive line for the Rams and was able to bust up that play too. And then came Anzalone and they they 
they dropped the running back for a good loss. But um, I'd say overall, I mean, they, they're going to get burnt. They get miscommunication going. and But they look better every – besides last week, week before with the Bengals. But they've been consistent. They get better. And I credit to, to the coach. All right, then. So let's just go ahead and close the chapter on week number seven, and let's move on and talk about week number eight when the Detroit Lions come home to face the Philadelphia Eagles at four field. So, I mean, I'm saying this, a win going into the bye week is going to be a, 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 a great feeling. It will be an energizer for the team, and I think it is critical, and I believe it can happen this week. Uh, the Eagles are coming off a 33 to 22 um, loss, Week Seven against the Raiders. Uh, the Eagles are quarterbacked by Jalen Hurts and running back uh, Miles Sanders, and then they also have Kenneth Gainwell. The right receivers are Heisman Ritter, Devontae Smith, and Jalen Rieger, and uh, tight end Dallas Goddard. That is pretty good. So, sup, Dan? What you guys think about the matchup? Um, what are your predictions? And you know, just give me a little your your, your something take on what you expect. Something. Go ahead, take it what's, away, Carlos. What's up, Dan? I see it being home. Uh, the growth I've seen from last week from from the from the Bengal games to last week was was huge. The coach and the team are, are still together. And I believe that being at home is going to give us that extra, you know, energy. And I believe we're going to win the game. Um, just being at home is a bonus. I'd say 24 to 16 Detroit for the first victory. Okay. I, okay. I'll, I'll follow that up. I'm, I'm, you know, uh, I'm, uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I want to say we're going to win, but it's like, God dang, man, you know. <laughs> Let me just not say anything. I'm not going to make a prediction, but I will say this. I will say that um, that our wide receiver core is going to have to step up because Darius Slay for the Philadelphia Eagles have been, has been playing lights out and been shutting down some guys. If, if you guys have been paying attention uh, to the Eagles and, and who they've been playing, like even um, – I mean, he shut down Mike Evans for Tampa Bay, and Tampa Bay has a solid crew. So I would say uh, one thing for, for, for us is that we ought to find some ways to get our, the ball out to some of our receivers um, if we want to have a, a dog in the fight, you know? Yeah. I mean, I'm just going to go ahead and say, yes, I believe we're going to win this game. Uh, I don't care about Darius Slay. He can lock down one receiver. We got other pass uh, catchers that can take care of the ball. Um, you know, it's just you know the Lions. Uh, they're gonna. I mean, they're gonna be at home coming off that 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 game, the Energizer, and the Eagles are struggling. You know, so there's gonna be a lot of points in this game, I believe. Uh, but I think the Lions are going to come out on top and go into our bye week with, with energy and promise to have a better second half of the season. So um, there's the prediction. Uh, let's move on to fantasy football. Yes, sir. So, 
this um so now we have switched it up in the sub podcast so we are going to keep track with our fantasy outlook projections so just to recap what we did last week um something coalition was only at two uh it was myself and chris and then we made our predictions and we're just going to talk about like who we picked and what they scored so chris he picked matt stafford um um henderson cooper cup and tyler higby and according to yahoo um half point ppr league um settings he scored 80 points and seven 80.76 uh, my team was Stafford, Henderson, Cup, and Hawkinson, and I got 81.46. So I Heartbreaker. Heartbreaker. <laughs> I'm on a heartbreaker. So that, that's, that's going to be kind of the format we're going to do for the remaining of the season, second half of the season. So uh, each week we'll pick our team. We'll uh, jot down our final score, and then at the end of the season, um, the winner – gets a bottle of their choice, and the one who scores the least has to buy it. So, <laughs> in the middle, you're good. So, it looks, it looks like it's going to be Tito because he, he ain't on this podcast. <laughs> he ain't on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, he can, uh, he can text in his prediction. How about that? So, we, can't, we'll, we won't leave him out. Uh, um, okay. So, okay, let, let's just go in. Let's look at the week eight projections of fantasy football and our matchup. So starting off with the Detroit Lions, according to Yahoo Half Point PPR, uh, golf is projected at 19 points. DeAndre Swift, 17 and a half. Jamal Williams, seven points. Um, St. Brown, nine points. Khalif Raymond, five points. TJ Hawkinson, 12. Now for the Philadelphia Eagles, Jalen Hurts, quarterback, 26. Miles Sanders, 13.5. Kenneth Gainwell, 6.5. Devontae Smith, 13.5. Jalen Rieger, 9. And Dallas Goddard, 9. If you guys are paying attention to the fantasy football, Miles Sanders is um, questionable, so he may not play. So that's why I put in um, Kenneth Gainwell, their backup um, fantasy points, if you want to go that route. So, um, something coalition. Let's pick one quarterback. One running back, one wide receiver, and one tight end that you would like to start this week. Uh, so, um, Chris, you led. Go ahead and go first. All right. Let me take a quarterback. Uh, oh, that's a tough one. Uh, you know what? Let, let me just go hometown. I, I, I'll take golf. I'll take Swift. I'll, I'll take um, uh, tight end Hawkinson. Uh, and then uh, Smith, uh, the the um, Eagles wide receiver. Devontae Smith. Yep. All right. Well, so who you got? Well, you, want, you want me to go first? It don't matter. Uh, are these anybody around the league you want to pick? Or no, nope, nope. they got to be within this match, this game. Oh, okay. Yep. Just this game. <laughs> so you're gonna either pick the Lions quarterback. Hurts, you gonna go Hurts, Hurts? Yep. Hurts. Uh, let's do uh, Swift, of course. Yeah. Okay. One wide receiver, I'd say. Caveman, Rayman, Rayman, Caveman. He gonna show Rayman. up. Caveman, Rayman. Yep. Um, and my tight end. Tight end, yep. 
Uh, I have to go. Hawkinson or Goddard? Goddard. You're going Goddard? I, just, I, can't, I, I can't trust that Ducks. Can't trust that Ducks. All <laughs> right. So I'm going to go. Um, I'm going to go Hurts. Sure. <laughs> I'm going to go Swift. Um, man, as far as pass catchers, ooh. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Devontae Smith. Uh, and then yeah. go. Shit. <laughs> I go Hawkinson. Just cause I got right. So there it is. Carlos goes with Jalen Hurts, DeAndre Swift, K Man, Rayman, and Dallas Goddard. Chris goes with Goff, uh, Smith, DeAndre Smith, Devontae Smith, and TJ Hawkinson. And I went with Jalen Hurts, DeAndre Swift, Devontae Smith, and Hawkinson. So those are jotted down. We're going to recap our uh, outcome next week. And right. we'll get Cisco's, oh, not Cisco. <laughs> we'll get Tito's picks. Um, and then we'll, we'll add them to here. Oh, no, this is just going to be. Um, the last um, exhibition, and then we'll after the bye week we'll we'll, we'll start from there. All right, sounds good. That'll work. That'll work. That'll work. That that'd be better. Um, so that is a wrap on podcast number fifteen. It was great having you know uh, another podcast member back on. So to the members of the callers, until next time, sub day, sub day. Yes, sir.